Great news, my cruciferous cousins. Plant Strong Foods is hosting a March Madness Meals and Minutes sale. Visit plantstrong.com and save up to 30% on every one of our ready-to-eat chilies and stews. It is the perfect time to stock up on these heat-and-eat, tasty meal solutions. Having a stash in your pantry means you're never more than 90 seconds away from a satisfying meal. The sale runs through March 17th while supplies last. Visit plantstrong.com today. One of the favorite parts of my day is reading emails from folks like you who have taken the leap into the Plant Strong lifestyle and are now crushing their goals. Today's note is from someone who answered a recent survey that we sent out about our Rips Big Bowl cereals. And it reads, quote, nothing gets me more fired up than waking up to a bowl of your cereal. I love adding in different fruits and have even tried your idea of adding grapefruit segments and was shocked how delicious it was. Thank you for creating products that make living a whole food, plant-based, oil-free, and no added sugar lifestyle that much easier. I can't wait to see what you guys create next. Well, I want you to know that I shared this note with the entire Plant Strong team because, if I'm honest, food is excruciatingly difficult. And most manufacturers literally laugh at us when we present a product that we want to make because we refuse to cut corners or add in garbage ingredients or jack up the salt, the sugar, or pour in the oil because that's just the way it's been done. But it's comments like these that get us out of bed every day, charging up that impossible hill to bring good food to people. We have so many new things in the pipeline, and I cannot wait to share them with all of you. So thanks so much to all of you for all your support. Now, let's jump into today's show. And I think in the first three months, I dropped 55 pounds, and I was eating a ton. I was just eating the right things, no oil, you know, um, more greens than I had ever eaten before in my life. I dropped 55 pounds the first three months. My blood pressure went from 156 over 110 down to 126 over 79. And my cholesterol dropped from over 400 to 199. Mm. Mm. And according to doctors now, you know, in those little areas, I was the picture of health then, but it just, everything kept improving. And that was after three months. I'm Rip Esselstyn, and welcome to the Plant Strong Podcast. The mission at Plant Strong is to further the advancement of all things within the plant-based movement. We advocate for the scientifically proven benefits of plant-based living and envision a world that universally understands, promotes, and prescribes plants as a solution to empowering your health, enhancing your performance, restoring the environment, and becoming better guardians to the animals we share this planet with. We welcome you wherever you are on your Plan Strong journey, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Hello, my Plan Strong pancakes. I'm Rip Esselstyn, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Plan Strong Podcast. I actually chose the word pancakes on purpose because my guest today, Shane. Martin 
has no less than a dozen pancake recipes to choose from on his website, shaneandsimple.com. Shane is definitely a plant strong brother because of his passion for all things plants that is as enormous and skyrocketing as Mount Everest. Now, a Southern boy through and through, Shane was a football-loving kid born and raised in Mississippi with stints along the way in Nashville, Georgia, and a few other areas as a musician and a music director. Now, like so many of us, life's demands ended up superseding his health, and over a span of several years, he found himself overweight, desperately out of shape, pre-diabetic, and absolutely miserable. Now, I know so many of you will be able to relate to his story because he knew he needed to make changes, but he just wasn't ready. He had all these fears of giving up the foods that he thought that he loved that clearly were killing him. And doctors gave him plenty of warnings, but most went ignored and unheeded. However, after seeing Forks Over Knives and reading the Engine 2 Diet book, everything changed literally in an instant. His transformational story is remarkable. And today, he is the founder of the food blogging site, shaneandsimple.com. As he says, hey, I'm just your average ordinary guy who makes plant-based cooking casual, easy, and delicious. I don't use fancy equipment and I don't use fancy chef speak. I'm a normal dude who loves to cook and eat good food that happens, that just happens to be completely plant-based. Well, this ordinary dude has done some extraordinary things in the last few years. So let's serve into an episode with Shane Martin. So you claim to be a very kind of ordinary guy, very average ordinary guy. But just to me, the fact that you are now, you know, whole food, plant strong, you know, stud man means (laughs) that you're not ordinary. And, uh, and, And somewhere along the line, you um, you were able to open up your mind and, and see a, a new kind of paradigm for how to eat. And I want to talk some recipes with you. But before we do, like, tell me about uh, what was your epiphany? Yeah, so um, I didn't grow up overweight and was never considered unhealthy. I grew up in a very rural part of Mississippi. So we were always outside playing in the dirt. And I guess that's where we got a lot of our immunity. And we were we were athletes, most of the people in my family, um, and actually went to college to play football on scholarship. Um, and, uh, and, and I was a musician and I, I did what most people did, uh, wasn't very focused. So my mind wandered a lot. And, um, just over the years when I got lazy, got out of football, just started hitting the couch a lot more. And I was always a foodie. I loved to eat. So I'd hit Chinese buffets and, you know, love to grill and th- that kind of thing. And just, 
over a period of time, it catches up with you. And I went, I never will forget, I'd moved to Nashville. I was like 20 and I weighed 187 pounds. I went back six months later and I weighed 201. And by the time I got married, I was 26. I was up to 240 pounds. And then... Um, so that's like 60 heavier than you were. Uh, yeah. At yeah. 187. So, uh, fast forward a lot. Um, I ended up leaving Nashville cause I was a full-time musician and I was actually in ministry for a while. I was a, I was a music director mm-hmm. and just continued to gain weight and gain weight and gain weight. And about 2007, we were living in Charlotte, North Carolina and my the pastor I worked for was like, was a huge biker, biked all the time, kept really fit. He was in his mid fifties and trim and just, you know, and he kept getting on me. He said, you're going to have a physical, like he called the doctor and told him I was coming. And he said, so I went and my cholesterol was 399. I was pre-diabetic, um, heart rate through the roof. I mean, just blood pressure was like, I think at the time was like 153 over 106 or something like that. And he sent me a letter saying, I need to talk to you. And this was before I knew anything to me at the time, the idea of going vegan was everybody I knew ate granola and tofu and bark. And, you know, they were weird people. So, because yeah. I grew up on mayonnaise, meat and cheese, literally, literally, that's what we blowny sandwiches, that kind of thing. And so I didn't go back to the doctor Cause I'm like, Oh, if I pretend it's not there, it doesn't exist. That kind of thing. And, um, we had moved from Charlotte to outside of Auburn, Alabama. I had taken a job there and I started getting staph infections really bad and they wouldn't heal. And, um, there was a doctor in our congregation and she came up to me and looked at me and I had dark circles under my eyes. She goes, are you urinating a lot? Do you have these? I was like, yeah, she goes, you need to go get checked. You've got full blown diabetes. She says, I'm looking at you. I'm telling you right now course didn't go to the doctor <laughs> and i remember waking up i got to my heaviest at about and at this time we'd had five kids we'd had our fifth and my wife had always been fairly healthy like i mean very healthy like watch what she ate and that kind of thing and she was literally worried and you could tell the, the kids were like i remember when they started saying daddy looks really big right now he snores really bad like you could tell there was just they weren't secure and I remember waking up one Sunday morning, got on the scale and it was like 280 something pounds. And I looked in the mirror and I was just red and I was puffy and I was like, something's got to change. So a buddy of mine, uh, Thad Beatty, who ended up going plant-based, we were musicians together in Nashville. He was, he was featured on the Iron Man Facebook page and he had dropped like 80 pounds. And I called a mutual friend and he said, man, Thad went vegan. I went, what? I was like, nah, I don't want to go vegan. He goes, just go watch Forks Over Knives. So this was like two weeks before my 40th birthday back in 2013. My wife and I sat down, watched it. And for the first time, I thought, wait a minute, I can do that. And then I saw your story because you were an athlete. Because, you know, you hear all the things. You can't eat white potatoes. You can't eat pasta. You can't get enough protein. So all that was going through my mind. And I had family doing keto and, you know, uh, Atkins and all that. And, and, um, and so I watched it and the very next morning I went, that's it. I I went cold Turkey. Like now it was terrible the first two weeks because, you know, we get in our minds that 
it's a whole different way of cooking or, you know, thinking about food, but you're just really taking the crap out of the good stuff. Like you don't eat a baked potato, but don't put butter and sour cream on it, you know? So I went cold turkey the next day, ate salads and tofu for about the first week and then got on the engine two site, um, forks mm. over knives site, just started making food. And we were like, wow, this is actually like really good. And my goal in the beginning was to do this like 80, 20. And then I felt so good that I was like, I'm never going back. So I just, and I'm a very black or white type person. I don't do moderation. So I know my weaknesses. So anyway, that's kind of the story in a nutshell. And I think in the first three months, I dropped 55 pounds and I was eating a ton. I was just eating the right things, no oil, you know, um, more greens than I had ever eaten before in my life. I dropped 55 pounds the first three months. My blood pressure went from 156 over 110 down to 126 over 79. And my cholesterol dropped from f- over 400 to 199. And according to doctors now, you know, in those little areas, I was the picture of health then, but it just, everything kept improving. And that was after three months. And, um, it was a matter of life or death at the, at, at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Well, you, you came a long way in a short period of time. That's impressive. And, you know, I think in, in large part, that's because you, like you said, you see things kind of very black and white and you're just like, okay, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's make this happen. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how many times I've heard that story. Like somebody has watched forks over knives and then all of a sudden like this light bulb goes on and they're like, all right, let's do this, right? The thing that I loved about Forks Over Knives and even what you were saying was the thing that hit me is I'm a very opinionated person. Mm -hmm. I love debate. I love being enlightened, but I'm also a very opinionated person. And so my idea of going vegan was just, I got to be weird now Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to be sickly and all that. But the thing that I loved about Forks Over Knives, it was, it, it got into some of the things about the environment and things like that, but it was all about healing yourself because until we heal ourselves, we can't go out and heal that that's outside of us. And so, so I love the sign, the science behind it. And just, it was about the food and getting healthy. So that's what triggered it for me. And then, then later on, you feel like, I felt like after I took care of myself, it just enlightened you in so many other areas and makes you aware of what's going on like yeah. in the food industry and things like that. So. Yeah. So, so you've been on this, on this glide path now since about 2013. Mm-hmm. And what, what are the ages of your children? So now Maddie will be 21 uh, this June. Jonathan mm-hmm. is 19. Macy is 15. Mackenzie's 14 and Millie Jane is 10. All right. Wow. That's, that's a pretty good spread year. You got there. And are they all along as well? Are they all uh, eating similarly? Yes. So when we're in the house, there's no debate. Uh, my my older two, I kind of, they know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a very hardcore. I got to go one way or all in or nothing. Um, but they are predominantly plant-based, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now, our youngest, Millie Jane, she's never been through a drive through like she came out of the womb eating plant-based. So, you know, so they're, they're not a hundred percent. I'd say the two oldest, 
but I will say when they have enough of the crap, they always call me and go, daddy, I, I'm, I'm sick again. I got to eat, you know, it's like, and so they, they come back to the plants and my son is all jacked up and, you know, mm-hmm. bodybuilder now. And, and, um, so he eats, he eats us out of house and home when he comes home, you know, but, um, but in the house, there's, there's no debate, you know? And so, and they're adults now. So it's like, they, they know where I stand. And like I said, they're not crazy. They're not stuffing themselves full of cheeseburgers and pizzas and stuff like that. But they, their friends even make, it's interesting because their friends will make fun of them. Like, man, y'all, y'all eat really well. Like even when they go out, they make smarter choices. So, you know, I want to be gracious where I can and, you know, I'll win more flies with honey than vinegar. So, so, so that's the five kids. What about your wife? My wife's all in, you know, she, she, um, she, uh, she was kind of like Dr. B's wife. You know, she was the one that, uh, Neil Bolsowitz, he was, yep. Yep. I feel like our stories are very similar. Like she, she was never full blown plant-based, but she always was fascinated before we met about food and how it interacted. And she hated, she hates Monsanto. So it was like, so she, she, um, she was always eating healthy, lots of greens, lots of vegetables on her plate. And when she did have chicken or something like that, after we got married, I always noticed her portions. That was more like a side than it was the main, like her, her mains were the the vegetables and the, and things like that. And so, um, so I, I felt a little convicted eating around her a lot of the time, especially when I was choking down a cheeseburger and she's over there and she looks like she does. And literally people were asking me, how did you marry her? Like that was, it, you know, when I got to my biggest, I was like, well, I wasn't always like this, but who, who, so who's the, who's the cook in the house? Is it you, your wife? No, it's me. I, yeah. I, I cook about 85% of the meals mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and you, you, have you always loved to cook? Yeah. Yeah. Early on, when we were little, growing up in the South, it was kind of out of necessity because both parents worked, didn't make a lot of money, stayed with grandparents in the summer. And if you wanted to eat, they weren't going to get in there and make it for you. So, you know, we were kind of, whether it was peanut butter sandwiches or something like that, you just kind of learned basic techniques. But yeah, I've always been a foodie and love to cook and try recipes and cook things and do things like that. Like, uh, I think a lot of that just comes from being an artist, like a musician and a creative. It's the idea of putting things together and see what happens. So, well, in in looking through your Instagram channel and your website, it's very obvious that you've got some serious, you know, chops (laughs) in, in the kitchen. And I love your whole philosophy, which is really around, you know, you're practical, not pretentious and uh, recipes that absolutely anybody can make mm-hmm. and simple, simple recipes using minimal ingredients. Right. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful concept, mm-hmm. but tell me like even more than that, I know that you're, you know, plant-based and you're also like oil free. Oh yeah. But yeah. What, what are some of your other tenants in, in everything that you create? So, um, you know, I try to make things as whole as possible. The, the, the no oil, that's no debate. You know, it's, we don't even go there. Hey, stop for a sec. Just give me a little fist bump there. Right yeah. there. Bam. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing that I would say, like I do use um, a lot of tofu. I will use yep. TVP occasionally. Um, 
I saw you, I, you like those soy curls in the beluga. Oh man, soy yeah. curls. Woo. Oh man, soy curls were a game changer. No, the bul- the bulgogi. Oh the yeah, bul- the, the oh the the uh, bulgogi, the Korean bul- barbecue beef. Yeah. Yes, the bulgogi. Yes. Yes. I haven't I haven't had soy, soy curls in like, I don't know, probably 12 years and um they're actually like just like a whole food ingredient if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, they're just yeah. the soybean. Yes. Yeah. Boiled and shredded and then dried. And right, right. The kids love those. Like we'll make sandwiches out of those, and and you know when we have people coming over, they think they're yeah. eating chicken, and then I tell them, you know, yeah. you're yeah. actually eating tofu, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, whole grains. Um, but also, I think the only place where people might say, "Oh, he drifts off the whole food bandwagon," is I would occasionally I will use organic unbleached flour. That's about as far out as, as I will get. Yeah. What's your philosophy with, um, with fat, like fat? You, are you low fat, medium fat? How about, no. also, yeah. Coconut, no coconut. No, I definitely, if you look at my recipes, like some of the crust and some of the stuff, I might have unsweetened shredded coconut. I think it's, I try to be very moderate with those. Like I love avocados, love mm-hmm. avocados. And so I love avocado sandwiches. Like if I'm just needing some energy, I love, I love avocados. Um, so I don't say we are a strictly no fat at all because we do have nuts and seeds in the house. And if my kids are going to snack, I'd rather them eat raisins and a little bit of dark chocolate and some raw nuts as opposed to a Snickers bar, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so no, we don't eliminate fat entirely, but we definitely look at it as like it's a special occasion food. You know, like if we're we'll we'll make plant-based birthday cakes and it might have some you know, sometimes we'll throw avocado in there to make the icing or something like that, but it's like we don't make everyday birthday, you know. Mm-hmm. And so cuz we realize you can overeat on a plant-based a technically a plant-based diet and so we don't eliminate all fat, but, we, you know, we like coconut and things like that. But again, we try to use them fairly sparingly and filling our plates with greens and vegetables and low yeah. caloric density. Well, food. For, like, for example, I noticed and I want to I want to go through um, a bunch of recipes here. Um, I'm going to test you to see how much you can re- remember a lot of these recipes. <laughs> uh, but um, like, for example, you have a chickpea curry dish. Yes. Right. And I. I love Indian, Indian fare. And, but you know, the thing is a lot of these call for coconut milk. Sure. And so you, you, I noticed that your chickpea curry dish, you don't have coconut milk, Mm -mm. right? You got almond milk, almond milk. Yep. And so, uh, can you tell me about that? Yeah. So I kind of have always viewed the Shane and simple site was an answer to, I would love to, my family asked me, I'd love to do what you do, but I just don't know where to start. Mm. And, but I also, as a foodie, love creating dishes. That That's kind of my goal. I want to create dishes that I loved in my previous life, something similar with the flavors and things like that. But how do I make it healthy? So that's the challenge for me. And um, when it came to curries, I'm the same way. I love Indian food. My family loves Indian food you know, everything. And we love curry and we love Thai food. So we love curries period. And I, I do love, um, you know, a good, like Masaman curry with a thick coconut milk. I mean, 
China masala. China yeah. masala. Oh my gosh. You know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Bartha, the eggplant. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, but so when I was putting, trying to figure out the, the curry, I thought, well, the main thing is the coconut milk that would make it super high in fat and where that would technically still be a whole foods plant-based dish. How do I kind of cut back, but keep the flavor? So with almond milk, it definitely, um, I thought, Oh, wait a minute. You can add cornstarch and thicken it a little bit. Then you kind of get the thickness of like a coconut milk. So a lot of times we love the flavor without it thickening. So we just eat it as a soup or poured over rice. But when we started making it a little thicker, we would do like a cornstarch slurry. So mm-hmm. I'd you know, do a little water and cornstarch and put it in there and cook it and just basically watch it until it kind of got to what I thought the thickness needed to be. And so, so that's how I would thicken it. And so, and, and I, I just realized by eliminating the coconut milk man, I'm not missing any of the flavor. And so, Oh, well, I need the sweetness. So I add just a little bit of maple syrup because I love a lot of the sweet with the heat sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just really balanced out. And it turned out to be a super easy dish loaded with protein, you know, and just very low in fat. And it's become one of my, it's one of the more popular recipes on the site. Yeah. I know that um, when we do Indian Thai and we want that, that coconut, we use some coconut extract. Yes. Usually with some oat milk and that kind of does it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about breakfast breakfast for a second, because yes. I know that you kind of got burned out on oatmeal and, <laughs> and kind of like the, uh, the sweet, the sweet side of breakfast. And, yes. uh, and because of that, I mean, I know you've got, for example, like your eggy tofu um, patties that you say are eerily close to uh to fried eggs you got tofu bacon uh you got your uh your cheesy grits yes um so let's let's start by talking about that uh eggy tofu patties okay Uh, those those i looked at those and those look really good yeah that is actually the newest recipe so i was up to about three this morning editing the photos um it was um yeah, so I I love savory breakfast, always have, and but again, didn't want to buy fake meats, didn't want to buy processed foods and things like that, and um, so you know, started looking at. I basically the first savory thing I created was um, the plant based sausage patties that are just oats and chia seed and flaxseed, and so that's what firms them up. So. Um, and I realized that the medium meat is just a medium. It's the mm-hmm. spices and and things like that. So with the eggy tofu, it was kind of one of those last minute because I was thinking uh, we were out working in the yard. We're in the middle of a home renovation. And um, that's why my kitchen is crappy. But um, I didn't have much breakfast. And so I was, it was real hot and I was running down and I was just kind of craving something and wanted a sandwich. And I had just made some cashew mayo. And, um, I thought, man, I hadn't had an egg sandwich like in forever was just thinking about that. And we had some leftover tofu scramble and I thought, you know, that's the same thing. I basically just thought, what if I just slice the tofu and season it like I do the scramble and then put it in the oven or the air fryer. And so I did, and I sprinkled it with a little black salt, just enough to kind of give it that smell and everything and put it on with the, just a couple slices of Ezekiel bread and, and, um, 
and some of the cash you may owe. And I was telling my wife, I, I hate to say this, but for the sake of transparency, mm-hmm. um, I ate three sandwiches and then was useless the rest of the afternoon because <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Um, but that's kind of how that. Yeah, that's kind of how that came about. And, you know, tofu really does kind of have that um, eggy consistency, especially sure. like silken has like a boiled egg white. And then and so um, but I, yeah. I ended up not doing it so thin because I like the the thickness and the hardiness of it. But, and you like, and you said that the key to kind of getting that, that eggy flavor is that black salt and, and, to, and to add it afterwards, not while you're cooking it. Yes. Because when I started cooking, like I'll research things to death. So mm. that's why I have so many pancake recipes. Cause it took me forever to make good plant-based pancakes. And, um, and uh, I, realized when I was started making scrambles and I would see they'd have black salt in them, the pre-mix always had a lot of sodium in it, but I noticed it didn't taste like the black salt. So I started doing research and it just says, usually if you cook it, it cooks all the flavor out. But anytime we make a scramble and you only need about an eighth of a teaspoon because it's so pungent. So, so yeah, I just say bake it, sprinkle it, and then go for it. You just mentioned it took you a while to figure out the perfect plant-based pancake. So, and, and I noticed, I mean, you've got, you've, you've got chocolate pancakes, you've got peanut butter pancakes, you've got, you know, uh, carrot cake pancakes, you've got, you know, Bubba shrimp, you know, pancakes. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so what is your key to a solid plant-based pancake? Okay. So, now, let me let me back up. Let me say my first plant-based pancake were, um, I think I found them on the original Engine 2 site. They were blueberry pancakes with yes, the spelt. Right. The spelt, right. spelt blueberry, yeah. Yes. And we used to make those, like, that was every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday we were making blueberry pancakes. And so, again, it was me going, oh, you can make pancakes without butter, you know, but how do you do this? And um, and I and I love personally. I love dense pancakes. I love the their filling. Mm-hmm. But there are days I like the fluffy pancakes, you know. And then some days I like them more thin. And and so, but essentially, what I found out the trick was is um, you really it it was really simple. I was like, well, if I take a cup of flour and I take. Um, um, like I would take some almond milk, mix vinegar to kind of make the buttermilk, basically tablespoon, a ta- like um, a baking powder. And when that vinegar acts with it, you know, it was like, and then I realized if I let it sit and could be patient, it kind of poofs up a little bit. And so, yeah, I tried again, trying to keep things super simple. So I don't try to put a lot of ingredients in the pancakes. Now, like when I want to make like a real protein pancake, you know, I'll go get my spelt flour and I'll grind my own oat flour and, you know, and I'll do the mix and and all this. But I just realized that people that are, I kind of look at the Shane and Simple website as an entry into whole food plant-based eating. And it's people that it's where I was. So that's why you will see some of the higher fatty foods like, you know, the yeah, it's all whole food plant-based, but don't go eat that every day. But if I can get people in the door just to kind of, you know, re recalibrate their thinking, but, but 
I have people message me all the time. I didn't think I'd have pancakes anymore. I can't believe how easy this is. And I don't need buttermilk and I don't need butter. And I'm like, no, you don't. And so, um, but yeah, I just realized that basically flour and water with or milk with vinegar and some baking powder, and you can make some killer pancakes. So Yeah, you're off to the races. Uh, I actually made pancakes this morning uh, for my daughters and we, we gobble them up and it made me think of, of your pancakes, especially your stacks of pancakes. Cause you know, you said how you had three of those eggy tofu patties and then you were like worthless for the rest of the day. <laughs> but those pancakes, you have stacks of six or seven. I mean, you don't mess around. Maybe that's just for the photography. It's but. for photography. And there's some tricks in there, like yeah. making them look all nice and pretty. Cause you yeah. know, we eat with our eyes, but Saturday mornings, I will say it's a, uh, we usually eat breakfast a little later more like a brunch and the kids either love blueberry pancakes and want me to make blueberry compote to go over them or, or, um, you know, just straight pancakes and they like to put a little peanut butter on them or, but Saturday is usually pancake day. So I will say I try to, my goal is I'm going to have three pancakes and I give everybody time to eat. And if there's none left, I have no more, but if I come and there's one, I go, I can't leave it. I'm not just like, so uh let's let's move on to potatoes yes i I know that you talk about how you've got a thing for potatoes and i want you to know that i have a thing for potatoes and you've got a lot of cool potato recipes uh on your site and on your instagram channel between mashed potatoes between uh those little when you slice them really thin and they look like a hassleback potatoes hassleback potatoes or even just simple which a lot of people have a hard time getting right oven roasted. Yes. Uh, so like walk me through like one of your love affair recipes here. I think it, it well, there's two on there. Like I love potatoes, period mashed potatoes. Yep. But, um, you know, one of my heroes is Chad Sarno and, um, I was, um, listening to him on your podcast. As a matter of fact, when he was talking about, the best way to cook potatoes. And, um, but so two of my favorite recipes on there that we, that we make a ton are the Cajun baked French fries and, um, just those simple oil roasted potatoes. And I'll do it one of two ways because I I know the, like I used to cook them where I just slice them and bake them. And I'm like, man, these suck. They're not, you know, they're hard on the inside or they burn on the outside, you know, that kind of thing. And then I remember listening to Chad and I'd heard some other people talk about it, but, you know, boiling the potatoes first. So what we'll do is a lot of times we'll buy a 10 pound bag of potatoes and I'll just boil the whole bag and keep them whole and then stick them in the fridge. And then when we're ready to cook, we'll either slice them into French fries or dice them into the potatoes. And then sometimes if I don't have any already sitting in the fridge, I'll go ahead and dice them like in the the oven roasted potatoes and stick them in there and boil them for like five to 10 minutes just until they get, and then drain them, hit them with cold water and then throw them in the air fryer or toss them in seasonings. I think the little thing, I think one of the things you, um, when you were on, uh, you had a special on Netflix where you were kind of redoing people's yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. And you did the hamburger and French fries for the couple. Yes. And, and so that's kind of, I mean, you can't recreate the will. And so it was just like, we'll hit it with a little veggie stock and toss whatever spices, garlic powder, onion powder, smoked paprika, and just throw them in and bake them. And, you know, and, 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 you know, you got crispy French fries, you know, and 
So we love doing that. And then sometimes we'll just bake a ton of them, throw them on the table on some parchment paper, and I'll make some of my uh, cashew queso. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So you mentioned cashew queso. What's, uh, what do you got in there? Um, that was one of my earliest recipes because I loved cheese dip. Yeah. And I was like, I, if I'm going to watch football, and like I said, I'm a huge football guy. I'm a nerd, football nerd. But um, again, just looking at other recipes and trying to, I, I, a lot of bloggers call themselves recipe developers. I'm like, we don't invent anything. We're adapters. Uh-huh. Like we take things we've already seen and kind of put our spin on it. And, and um, I, um, it's just basically a cup of cashews, some lemon juice, nutritional yeast, which is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> and, you know, just a little bit of salt if you need it. And then we blend it up and then heat it. And then Rotel makes uh, oh. no salt added Rotel tomatoes now. So I'll put the juice in there and blend it up and then cook it with the tomatoes after. And that's the queso. So. I did not know Rotel now made a, a salt free. Uh, yes. That's, that's great to know. Where yes. do you, where do you get your nutritional yeast? Uh, I have yep. to order it now because I don't live near a whole foods here in yeah. little Boonville, Mississippi. So I order it online. I go yeah. through Amazon. Um, I found this company, I think it's out of California called Anthony's. Mm. Um, everything's in a big Brown bag, but I get all my flowers and, um, nutritional yeast there. But, um, now I, I've, even the little Walmart here has nutritional yeast in the canisters that you shake. So if I'm needing it back and Walmart's got their own brand now too. And it's like $3 for a little canister, which is like six or $7 other brands. So yeah. sometimes if I'm hard up, I'll go clean the shelf off. And Well, everybody's getting into the, uh, the, the vegan crack now, man. Vegan. <laughs> yeast. vegan crack. I heard John Stewart say he puts it on his, rips big bowl or something like that. Yeah. I was like, John, really? Ooh, that yeah, does I not... can't go there. Yeah. No, no. I, I can't go there either. Not for a second. What about carrot dogs? Because, you know, carrot dogs are something that, that it has to be done right. And if it's done yes. right, it's like, yes. And if it's not done right, it's like that really sucked. <laughs> it's like, I just put a carrot on a bun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you do to like make, make the Shane Martin approved carrot dog? Um, I, I love cooking them in the instant pot a couple minutes mm. with all, and it just gets everything in there quick. I don't have an instant pot. What do I do? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so you, I like to. And don't build. tell, don't tell chef AJ. I said that out loud <laughs> or no. maybe, or maybe we should and she'll mail me one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I want to, I want to critique this product. <laughs> um, we actually just bought our second one cause we use them so much, but, um, yeah. so if you don't have an instant pot, just peel the carrots, cut them to bun length shape. I love shaping them like hot dogs. So I'll get in there and my wife's go just cook them already. And I'm like, you know, trying to be the artist, but so boil them until they're like fork tender, uh, but not mushy. You, and then you, uh, you drain them, hit them with some cold water, kind of like the potatoes to keep them from, Mm-hmm. to stop them from cooking. And, um, and then you put the, put them in a big Ziploc bag, pour the marinade in there, let them marinate for an hour or so. But I tell everybody overnight is best. Mm. Just let it all soak up. And then you just, they're already cooked, but um, I'll usually heat up a grill pan, nonstick grill pan, throw them on there with a little bit of more of the marinade and, or we'll take them out and put them on the grill. And 
it's it's crazy because my most ardent non-vegan, I will never not eat meat. I know two couples right now that every time we get together, they when, before we left Charlotte, they would ask me to bring carrot dogs. They yeah. absolutely loved them. All right, let's let's so we're we're moving into summertime. Yes, and summertime to me also means a fair amount of potlucks. Now that we're moving <laughs> moving <laughs> through COVID uh, the best we can, um, which means potato salads. Yes, right, and and I, in reading this one recipe, you're like, man, I can't even conceive of a potato salad without a mayonnaise dressing, but you've done it. I've done so, it. So talk to me about what, what we're, what we're doing here. Yeah. Again, it's just me going, Oh, wait a minute. All I got to do is replace this. So I already had a cashew mayo recipe and I'm like, I'll just replace it, get the oil out, get the eggs out. And, um, just went back and like mom used to make except healthy and no cholesterol. And um, so I use my cashew mayo as a base, but I also tell people if you have a nut allergy, I have a tofu sour cream that works really well too. So you can use that as the dressing. And so I, I essentially just, again, boil the potatoes and it's all the great things that are in potato salad, like um, celery and, you know, and potato salads are really great because you can pretty much put what you want in there. And, um, but then I'd use the, the cashew mayo to make the dressing and just pour it over and let it chill. And now that I will say, sometimes I will sprinkle with a little black salt to give it that eggy. But again, it's one of those things that when we take it to people, they're like, they have a hard time believing that it's healthy. That's the pro move though, is putting on that black salt. Oh yeah. Um, But I've got the different ingredients. I don't have the amounts, but the ingredients for your cashew mayo are cashews, Mm-hmm. spices, whatever those are, maple yeah. syrup, lemon juice, mustard, vinegar, and then black salt. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. 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 Who, who does your photography? Is that that's you me. or what? That's me. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you go back to the beginning of the blog, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I don't take those pictures down so people can go. Cause I'm, I'm not a photographer. I don't tell people I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy who loves food, who learned to take pictures, but I'm a, I was a creative. So I was like, a guy, the first few pictures were taken with my iPad or a phone and had no backdrops or anything and just really became a creative outlet for me, something I'd never done. And and for me, I'm a pretty nostalgic person and love the mountains. We're mountain people. So when we were in Charlotte, we moved back to be closer to family, but we miss North Carolina, spent a ton of time in Asheville and Black Mountain and Boone. And I take pictures, I tell people that reminds me of those places. And so I like to take pictures that kind of makes people feel like they're somewhere, you know? And so that's kind of, I probably spend more time on them than I should, but yeah, I love the the staging and everything like that. Nice. So is this a a passion project for you? I mean, do you have a a, a day job, so to speak, or? Blog is my day job. So, and I'm so glad you asked that question. Yeah. Because I remember I think when I got really passionate was when I saw how life-changing a plant-based lifestyle was, that I wasn't missing anything nutritionally. But when I saw the results of just getting healthy and my body healing itself and and reversing a lot of these terrible conditions, um, you know, you become passionate about, you, you commend things that you cherish and you become passionate and you just want to tell people about it. And 
when I first started the, the blog, um, I always told my wife, I said, I'm going to go work for engine two one day. That's, that's my dream job. I want to go work for Rip Esselstyn. And, and then I was like, oh, I don't know how the hell to go work for Rip Esselstyn. So, <laughs> so my wife said, why don't you just start a blog? And this was like back in 2013 and I'm like 2014 a year after. And I was like, but I don't even know anything about that. And, and so the blog went through several different name changes and I'm a perfectionist and I wanted it to look right. But it, it really started because people were asking me like family, I do what you do. I just don't know where to start. So the blog was sort of birthed out of just a passion to show people what I eat and talk about it, but also to give family and friends recipes. And so I guess officially it launched in 2017 and then in about a year and a half towards the end of 2019 is when it became full time. And we tried to just said, we started making it got monetized and started mm-hmm. to pick up some steam and, and um, my wife and I, it wasn't quite where my full-time income was, but she was working she said, you're either going to keep this a hobby or it's going to be your passion and you're going to commit to it. And so we just jumped off and it's, it's, it's been great. It's steadily growing and we're able to live. And it's like every day we wake up going, Oh, we made it another month. Like, (laughs) you know, but I'm, I absolutely love this. I take pictures of food and I cook, you know, and I get to change lives with it. And I know that sounds kind of trite, but I mean, it's, that is what pushes me because I've seen the results myself. And, and so, yes, I would say it's a passion project, but I'm fortunate to do it for a living. Yeah, that's fantastic. Good for you. Um, you know, sometimes you just you, you you trust and you make that leap, and it's amazing how um, a net kind of you know a net forms for you. Yes. Uh, let's 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 talk about some desserts. Okay. People, people love their desserts, and you've got a um, you've got a chocolate chia seed pudding. Yeah. That, that looks really good. What what are the ingredients in that? Man, okay. If you so can like, remember. Yeah. Chia seeds. Chia, chia, yeah. <laughs> I think it's all unsweetened almond milk, a little maple syrup and cocoa powder, um, and maybe a little vanilla. Yeah. Chia seeds are they're kind of like nutritional yeast for me. They're amazing little things. It's like Yeah. I never use I mean, I use them actually on my cereal, but I don't use them to make like, you know, a full blown dessert mm-hmm. or something like that. But you've inspired me with that one there. What about chocolate truffles? Cause I know that you just use like three or four ingredients for those. Yeah. Things. Yeah. That was, um, I think that was created. A lot of times my recipes are created out of necessity. So we had a family gathering last year and one of my aunts said, Hey, we don't have anything you can eat. Cause they're still all on the, you know, yeah. This I call it the Southern American diet. <laughs> good. That's good. You know, where we use pork as a seasoning down here, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but they said, Hey, um, can you, and they love it when I cook, but they they were like, could you create some kind of chocolate thing? You know? And I had an aunt that I got an aunt that loves dark chocolate. So uh, I thought, well, truffles, you know? So I just kind of started scouring and trying different things and, and it's essentially, it's one of the more decadent. It does use uh, full fat coconut milk, but it's basically just some dark chocolate chips, vegan chocolate chips and coconut milk and maybe a little vanilla and you, you know, cook it proportionally or not really cook it, just heat the milk up and 
stir it and let it melt and then chill it and then scoop it into balls and chill it, sprinkle it with cacao. Nice. And I know you've got like, you've got a carrot cake that looks insane. You've got a apple banana oat muffin that you tout as being, you know, one of the moistest uh, in the Southern hemisphere. Do you have a favorite like dessert that you love to make? Oh man. Um, it would probably be the chocolate peanut butter pie. Oh, say no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like eating a big Reese's peanut butter. Cup. And what do you, and what do you use for the crust there? It's, um, it just, um, like a lot of what, um, yeah. I think I actually, I want to say I put, it, it was inspired by the date nut fruit crust that I right. saw. Right. Uh, right. But I just realized when I saw that, it was like, oh man, I think it has a little bit of coconut, shredded, unsweetened coconut, but some dates and cashews and walnuts and almonds yeah. and maybe a little vanilla. And I do put flax in crust sometimes just to kind of hold them together. But um, that's really it. And then the the filling is like uh, silken tofu uh. and uh, chocolate banana. I think I put bananas. I'm not sure. Peanut butter. Um but it's no bake. So it's just, it's like a cold peanut butter pie. Like I don't make that one very often. Cause that's one that I could, you know, yeah, do some danger, do some danger. It'd be dangerous to have in the house. But yeah. Yeah. The carrot cake's great too. It's just, I'm a lazy person. So I want things quick. And <laughs> so. what, what's your opinion these days of, uh, of salads? Are you doing salads? Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, I'm not a, like when I go to, if my wife and I have a date night and we can find a plant friendly place to go, it's usually Thai or Indian. And that's our, we call indulgent, you know, but, um, we do eat a lot of salads around the house. Um, so typically like if I know I'm going to be a heavy workout day, I don't like to eat heavy through the day. I like to eat just enough to kind of keep my energy up. So, I will, my, my breakfast, I'm not just saying this is always a form of rips, big bowl in the morning, the mm-hmm. cereal. And I just finished off three bags that I just got two weeks ago. So, uh, <laughs> well, we'll have to send, we'll have to send you, send you some for coming I on the show. <laughs> oh man. I love the, but anyway, um, or I'll, you know, I always keep oats and I love to eat oats raw. So that's usually for breakfast, but salads generally like I'll just, uh, do like a simple spinach salad through the day. I don't get super carried away. It's just enough to kind of keep me satiated somewhat to feel like I'm putting something in my mouth. But do you, do you have a, do you have a favorite dressing that you like to put on salads? Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's it, just to have something on there. It's the three, two, one, mm. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just, everybody has a version of that, but I think the first place I saw it was again, was engine two. And it was like, um, I'll do that. And sometimes sprinkle a little, uh, squeeze a little bit of an orange into it to get that sweetness or that, oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, like that sometimes it's just lemon or I'll even squeeze an orange over the salad just to kind of get that, um, that sweetness. Yeah. Sometimes, I, sometimes that's all you need. You just need a little, a little citrus, that orange or that lemon, and then maybe do a little bit of a, uh, reamer on there yes. as well. And you're like, yeah. you're golden. Yeah. I try not to, I mean, honestly, there are times I just try to pack a salad bowl with as many peppers and mm. things as I can get in them. And I, for me, sometimes the, the dressing gets in the way. Like I'll just kind of, 
you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I, I just try, I'll just go dry on the salad. I mean, so you're always creating and coming up with new stuff. Uh, anything in particular you're like focusing in on right now that you're going to be creating? Um, yeah, I keep a running list of things. That's, that's the thing about being a blogger, a food blogger, especially you, now with the way the algorithms run, you kind of have to let your creative creativity go with, Oh, what's in season and mm-hmm. you know, what's with things like that. And sometimes I just don't give a crap. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And, and I, cause I, I always have a problem with authority. Like the, the one, the one way to get me to do something is to tell me I can't do it, you yeah. know, but I, there's, I don't, I only have like one veggie burger recipe on the whole site because kind of the way I operate is, I have to test things over and over and over. And if it's not in my wheelhouse, it's like, I can't just put it out to go, Hey, throw some beans in a bowl, mash it and throw some flaxseed, you know, that kind of thing. Like I want to experiment with flavors and, and, you know, and is it, is it as healthy as I can make it? And then without sacrificing the flavor and things like that. So I have several different veggie burger recipes that I'm working on that I'm hoping to have out soon, just with all the cookouts coming up and, um, working on a uh, tofu feta. Um, I, I shouldn't be telling you this, but I'm going to tell you this: sweet potato biscuits. Um, I've come Ooh. in. You know, yes, I have. Mother made goodness! Oh gosh, and they are so good. I've made them a couple times. There's still a little couple of things I want to tweak, but those are in the works. Um, mm. We'll we'll keep that between me and you. We'll edit, we'll okay. edit that out. Wink, wink. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure. So, uh, Shane, that's uh, that's awesome. So, our time is right about up. So, let me just—is there anything you want to say to uh, the thousands of people that are listening to you right now? Uh, any place they can go to, you know, check out more of your goodness? The best place to go is shaneandsimple.com. I try to answer every email that comes my way. Uh, because I really do believe in this. And I really believe that one of the things that was crucial, and I tell everybody this, that I've tried to foster, whether it's the Facebook page, whether it's the website, and things have gotten so busy where I might be three weeks behind on responding to an email, but I I, I do try and sometimes things fall to the crack. But the thing that was crucial for us was finding community when we first started this journey of a plant-based diet. And because we're communal creatures. And so I try to foster that idea. That's why I tell people, go to the website, message me. There's a Shane and Simple mm-hmm. Facebook page, but there's also just a Shane and Simple group where people can join and dialogue. And so that, that would be my biggest encouragement is find community and, you know, don't punish yourself when you fall off the bandwagon and, you know, be gracious to yourself and just realize, get up and do better the next day. But yeah, the the website initially is the is the best place to go. And um, but then as far as communicating with me and dialoguing and interacting, the Facebook is kind of where we do a lot of that. And um, so you can go over and I think the handle at the Facebook page is Chain and Simple Cooking there as well. You've gone you've come a long way from a Mississippi meat eating boy, as you like to so finally say, to who has gone plant-based. I'm the weirdo in the family. I am. And it was one of the reasons we moved back is we are big on investing in our community. And as you know, Mississippi is a very unhealthy state. 
And so my wife and I are actually working right now to try to do something like Plant Pure did, where we're trying to get people in and open up our home, which is why we're ready for the doing potlucks and hosting potlucks and just really, because that's how change starts. And, um, and so we're, we're ready to hit the ball rolling. That's why we want to get this crap done. But, but I'm going to say this before I get off this podcast, because, um, and I kind of said a little bit at the beginning, um, we've never met. I did a couple of blog posts for the old engine two site. They shared my story. And then I actually did an article on uh, creating a plant-based family because we had so many kids, still have so many kids. And, but Rip, I, I just, you just need to know what an honor it is for me to, I feel like I need to be interviewing you. Um, but I tell people and then people that know me, I, I send them to plant strong now, but you are one of my biggest heroes and to be here is just an honor because it literally seeing you on forks over knives and following the website, watching your Ted talks, it saved my life. And I don't say that lightly. And it's why I do what I do now. It is, it, it is why I have the blog because you're out there doing it and you're vocal about it. And it's, it just gave me the courage and the the tools to do it. And, and so I just can't, I, I mean, when I reached out and saying, Hey, I, I'd love to be considered for guests on podcast. I was like, what? A, I, I'm just like, I just ask things and I can, you know, if the answer's no, I'm, I'm, I'm where I was before I started. And when yeah. Carrie responded back, I ran to my wife. I said, you gotta be kidding me. Are they hard up for guests or something? It's like, but, uh, but man, I just, again, well, it's well-deserved. It is well-deserved a big KO. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Hell Hell yeah. Yeah. Shane Martin. So, um, well, listen, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for, um, you know, giving the audience so many valuable tips and sharing all your, your, your great recipes. You, uh, everybody that's out there, go check it out and, uh, and make some pancakes tomorrow morning for breakfast. Make some pancakes. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. You bet. All right. Hey, Shane, peace. Peace, Peace, turn it around. Engine two. Engine two. Keep it plant strong. Plant strong, baby. Shaneandsimple.com is his food site with simple recipes that the whole family will adore. In fact, my family and I have made several of them recently, and they are definitely Esselstyn approved. We're going to be sure to link to the site on the episode page at plantstrongpodcast.com. Next week... Stay tuned. We've got a special Father's Day edition of the Plant Strong Podcast with S.E. That's right. My father, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn Jr. makes a long-awaited return visit. Until then, just like Shane likes to say, keep it simple. And as I like to say, definitely keep it Plant Strong. The Plant Strong Podcast team includes... Carrie Barrett, Lori Kordowich, Amy Mackey, Patrick Gavin, and Wade Clark. This season is dedicated to all of those courageous truth seekers who weren't afraid to look through the lens with clear vision and hold firm to a higher truth. Most notably, my parents, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn Jr. and Anne Cryle Esselstyn. Thanks for listening.